Welcome to the Wisdom School, a podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. Here you'll find selected readings from ancient texts, clips from the In Search of Wisdom podcast, and meditations on the art of living. To learn more and subscribe to our daily newsletter, visit perennial.substack.com. Maybe we can transition into some of the lessons from uh, from some of the chapters in the book, and we'll we'll go go through a few of these. And one that comes up is is friendship. What can we learn from Seneca on the topic of friendship? Friendship was very important to him, and uh, he writes about friendship uh, quite a lot in uh, the early letters to Lucilius. And um, you can see that these person-to-person relationships were very important for Seneca because, uh, as I mentioned uh, a bit earlier, all of his writings are addressed to different friends or family members of his. So he saw uh, a person-to-person relationship as being very important in uh, philosophy and Stoic philosophy in particular because the one of the main aims of uh, Roman Stoic philosophy was to develop a better character, and that's very hard to do in isolation. And he also wrote about how the people close to us can uh, influence our characters uh, unconsciously, uh, either for uh, the ill or for the good. So he felt that it was very important to uh, seek out friends who have good characters because those good qualities that they have will uh, rub off on you in some way. Mm. Another topic that comes up, it, it seems so much in, in his writing and is maybe most popular, the, the on the shortness of life, this idea of time, us wasting time and time passing through our our carelessness. Uh, Could you speak a bit about that? Right. That was uh, one of his favorite themes. And uh, when he was younger, he wrote this book uh, called On the Shortness of Life. And I think he may have written that when he was actually engaged in helping to run the Roman Empire. So he would have been very busy. And he was an extreme critic of busyness for the sake of being busy or busyness for the sake of display because sometimes people just run around and act busy but they don't accomplish anything of substance and for Seneca time was our greatest uh, asset but uh, while people will look over their financial assets or their property or whatever a lot of people really don't care about how they spend their time and Seneca said that if you don't pay some attention to that, it will just slip away, and then you'll end up at the end of your life having wasted your life away and wondering where everything went, and then it's too late to do something more meaningful. So he actually starts off uh, the letters to Lucilius with this letter on time. It's really compelling, and uh, he's reiterating a lot of these uh, ideas about time how valuable it is and how you shouldn't let your time slip away and how you should value it deeply because it's really the only thing that you have in the end. It seems to be such an important point and a a very easy idea to forget. 
any strategies that that come to mind for you of of maybe how that this idea has helped you in in daily life, David? I'm not sure that I've been uh, entirely virtuous in this respect because I do waste time sometimes. Um, but what I try to do actually is um, I try to work on projects that are meaningful, and when I do that, then I always feel that I'm making a very, very good use of my time. Mm. If I'm working on something that, you know, has something to do with like the deeper aspects of life, it's meaningful, uh, then I always feel like that's time well used rather than just doing, you know, sort of like idle tasks and shuffling papers around and running around without a destination, which was one of Seneca's metaphors. But, you know, one of the things I mentioned in the book is that Seneca was like a proto-psychologist, and he had this incredible insight into human nature. And so when he's talking about people wasting time, you know, he's looking at it through his uh, psychological glasses. And he even uh, talks about things that we talk about today, like work- workaholism, people who are workaholics. And... uh because they're working all the time, they don't have any happy memories of the past because they're always worried about the future. And then finally, they reach retirement age and they've only learned how to be a workaholic in life. And so oftentimes you hear these stories about um, someone who will retire and because they haven't developed any outside interests, they just die. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know... uh their entire life was devoted to work. And Seneca talks about this explicitly. Uh, he talks about all of these things and he's, he's talking to someone, you know, saying, uh, you know, what makes you think that you'll be able to really retire and have a happy life when you're 50 or 60, you don't even know that you'll live that long for sure. And so he was, he was very aware of all of these issues that people are, are facing now. In fact, the backstory to the letters to Lucilius is that Lucilius was the governor of uh, Sicily. He was a good friend of uh, Seneca's, and he had achieved like fame, fortune, and status in life, but he found it to be meaningless. And he actually approached Seneca as a philosophical mentor to help him sort his life out and how to uh, you know, transition away from this uh, position, how he could retire and lead a more meaningful life. So, and, and he was constantly worried about money as well, which is quite funny because he was probably quite wealthy. Mm-hmm. But these are concerns that people have today. Um, in terms of human nature, nothing has changed at all. We live in a world that's much more technologically advanced, but in terms of our inner psychology, we're just really exactly the same as the people in Seneca's time. So interesting to to read some of his writing from two thousand years ago. It it reads just like it was written today. Uh, I wanted to ask this this book, this Breakfast with Seneca. How long have you been kicking around this this idea? I live uh, actually in Southern Europe in uh, Sarajevo. I used to live in, in Michigan in the United States, and I moved here about eleven years ago, and. I had started thinking about it at that time because uh, I had to get rid of a lot of my belongings. I had like thousands of books, so I could only bring a few. 
It was wow. uh, a bit sad in a sense, but um, I had become very interested in Stoicism at that time, and I thought I would probably write a book about Stoicism. So I made sure before moving over here to, you know, get all of the available Stoic texts and you know the, the good quality works on on Stoicism. So I've been thinking about it for you know quite some time. It just it seemed like a uh, you know. Uh, a good thing to do uh, at the time I started working on it, which was really like about three years ago, because by that point, um, there had been some very good popular books, say like on Marcus Aurelius uh, by Donald Robertson and Epictetus by Massimo Pellucci, and no one had uh, taken on the other, you know, one of the big three, Roman Stoic Seneca. So I, I thought that uh, this was a project that I really wanted to undertake. Glad that you did. I have a question of of this idea, as Seneca says, knowing which port you're headed to, you know, if you don't, you know, no wind is favorable. The idea of you embarked on this huge undertaking, massive amount of uh, of writing from from Seneca. How did you you know, stay on the path of, you know, little by little getting to towards the completion of, of this project, but also, as Seneca talks about, staying in, in the moment and living in the right now. That seems to be such a challenging idea. Right, right. Well, I think I totally failed at that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a sense, because I got so absorbed in the research and the writing. And of course, um, I have a family, a wife and a son. And there's some fun stories about my son in the book about how, uh, you know, we tested out some stoic ideas together and things like that. But it was very, it was a very enjoyable process. And a lot of uh, the writing itself took place during the pandemic. So... Uh, I did spend a lot of time with my family. You know, I have a office where I was working on the book and everyone else was locked down. So we were together and we would go out when we could. Um, but it did totally consume my life. I, you know, I'll be honest about that. And, uh, uh, it was a bit stressful at times, but very satisfying. The, the weird thing is when you're working that intensely on something and then you finish it and then you come back to the real world. That could, I, I found that to be a little, uh, that created a little bit of psychological disequilibrium, mm -hmm. actually, because I had been so concentrated. Thank you for listening to this clip from the In Search of Wisdom podcast. I hope you found something useful for daily life. Listen to new episodes of In Search of Wisdom every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. For those interested in more tools for the art of living, consider subscribing to Perennial Meditations on Substack. Until next time, be wise and be well.